now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential, derived from our maker. That is liberty, and liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast edition available for free here on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now iHeartRadio. We love to know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. Before we get to today's uh, Buy, Seller, Hold podcast, gentlemen... Today's TV show, we just finished taping it and then sending it upriver to the the nether realm of the internet where we are at, essentially, we are at the mercy of Putin's Russian Twitter bot verse and determining how quickly this gets loaded from by the time we get it done to CRTV. So Das Vendanya, comrades, uh, what uh, about t- today's television show, uh, Todd, stood out to you that you want to preview for those that maybe they're on the fence. Well, should I use that promo code DACE and get that discounted subscription? Try it on a free trial. Uh, maybe just do the monthly version at 10 bucks a month where I can cancel at any time if I don't like you or Mark Levin or Michelle Malkin or Steven Crowder. That's why we offer five of us, because one of us has to be good, right? Or is it four of us? That's four. One of us has to be good. It's like what Meatloaf saying that one time, one out of four ain't bad, or something like that. One of us has to be good, right? So we put four of us up there on the odds. There's a 25% chance one of these shows will be good that you should spend your own 10 bucks a month on. What did you like about today's show, Todd? Well, your intro, you know, when there's a, a relationship that's kind of on the rocks, Yours was kind of like that warm, fuzzy love letter that brings those two people back together and reminds them of what they once uh, had, and let's give it another shot. Or or it's the exact opposite of that. I can't remember which one. <laughs> the only thing, Somewhere in that ballpark. The only thing missing from today's show was a literal flamethrower. Yes. That's what we needed. We have declared... And when I say we, I just really mean me by myself within the catacombs of my imagination. We have declared here on CRTV, September is officially now the laying down of ordinance month. Your ordinance coattails are my favorite day's coattails, so I'm on. I, it was implied. <laughs> so um, there will be a very high casualty rate, maybe even among our own viewers, by the yeah, time by the, we get done. By the way, serious, bring out your dead. serious request for our audience from, um, from me. If you know of a good song that's in the same vein as the 1812 Overture, um, please send that to Aaron at SteveBase.com. I have a feeling that I'll probably be needing. Oh, that. I got, all, I, I, got all, I got you. There. We've already got. We've already used. I got 18, you there, 12. homie. I, I use that song. No, way no, too fire soon. it up. The Metallica. Kill them all. Kill them all. Every day. Kill every last one of them. One of the few good lines in any of the prequels that George Lucas wrote. Wipe them out. All of them. That's what we're pretty much doing in September, guys. It's fun, freedom, and frivolity as we only we do it here on CRTV. That's Amen. right. 
You would have been fine if it just went went to the quick wipe at the end of the start. Da, 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 right yes, after that yes, line. Yes, yes, end it right there. We are your watchman on the wall as the wall is coming down. That's right. That's what we do here. All right, so today is Thursday on the podcast. It's a little buy-seller hold. Now, several of you get mad whenever I talk sports because you're all like, it's bread and circus days. Talk about serious stuff <laughs> That's days. bread and circus? <laughs> okay, let me tell you what the real bread and circus is. All right? Y'all elect a president because we can't afford a third term of Obama and Hillary's bad, and we don't want Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to be calling the shots, who then, only eight months into his presidency, decides to become Obama's third term and let Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer call all of the shots. Okay, so the, the real bread and circus is what we are already doing. That's the fake. That's, that's the meaningless. It is, it is the swamp always wins. The outcome is irrelevant. But in the meantime, we're all going to rip each other's spleens out, get really stirred up emotionally and hate one another for no reason at all. This is pro wrestling disguised as public policy. That's what it is. What we do on C- what we what we do most days is the bread and circus. That's the fake. That's the real meaningless. Today, we're going to do something that actually brings some joy to people's lives every now and then, at least when we're not talking about Colin Kaepernick. And let me say one thing about that also, because as much as I detest progressivism, the bearing of false witness, I detest, I detest even more. I, and let me say this, because some of you won't be able to handle this truth. I vehemently disagree with Colin Kaepernick's worldview the manner by which he has chosen to communicate it, the platform by which he has chosen as the vehicle to do so. And I think it is justice that it has cost him his career because he is attempting to invade a a, a place of pleasure for many Americans when we have plenty of other vehicles, just like we talk about with the disaster relief. There's all kinds of other vehicles to attach your your pork to, your pet projects to. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this isn't the only time we talk about how to rob the people of their money in the U.S. Congress. There's other moments, aside from when people are literally drowning to death, that we we can drown us in more debt. Agreed? There's plenty of other chances. Similarly, there are plenty of other places and vehicles for NFL players who believe that they are victims of injustice or that that there's too much injustice in our society to communicate that. It's not like they're devoid of a platform. It's not like there's an entire alleged sports network out there that just wouldn't put them on whatever the hell that 6 o'clock sports center is every night to, to talk about this every day if they wanted to. Now you want to invade the playing field with it. That's not on us for not liking that. That is on you. It's on you that you chose to come to Thanksgiving dinner and ruin it for the rest of us. You made that choice. Don't blame it on us. But with that being said, the criticism that, well, hey, I want to see this guy's real convictions, put his money where his mouth is. Today, he made another $100,000 donation to a homeless shelter. In the last year, he has donated nearly a million dollars to charities of his choice. All right? So, I just want to point that out. He appears to have some conviction to go along with his opinions. I respect that. I think he's wrong. How many columns in the last year have I written about this, Todd? Since you edit all my pieces, at least a half dozen I have written about this topic, have I not? Yeah, and one and of them I, was one of the best in the last year. Just in, and one, We just brought this up actually again about a week ago. So I, think I've, I, I do not support what he's doing, why he's doing it, or his belief system. But... 
Enough with the talking point. He's a spoiled, pampered athlete. Maybe that was true when he first started a year ago when we learned about the fact he had a closet with, or a room that was full of nothing but his shoes. Remember when we originally right, learned that? Right. But in the last year, the guy's given nearly a million dollars of his own money to charity. That's, so can we, we got enough things we can argue with Colin Kaepernick about that we're right about and he's wrong about without making up fake talking points. Can I stipulate that? Is that okay? Stipulated. Yeah. Thank you. This is... Colin Kaepernick and his ilk aside, this is something that is actually bringing some meaningful pleasure to people's lives. Now, there's meaningful pleasure in turning into an idol, and we've talked about that a million times, okay? Meaning that, you know, my life doesn't rise and fall with this, okay? But it can bring some meaningful pleasure to your life, and that's okay. And that is the beginning today of the 2017 National Football League season. So in honor of that, we're going to play a special edition of Buy, Seller Hold. I'm going to lay out my predictions for the 2017 season. We're going to go division by division. And Todd and Aaron are going to decide, are you buying that? Are you selling that? Or are you going to hold it? Are we good? We're good. We, um, the, the particular division in total? That's yes. What, okay. Yes. Meaning that you agree with most of it in general. You have to agree. Like, I even got their win-loss records here. Okay, so you have to agree with like every last thing. But the general theme, got it. Or if so, if you think generally I'm right, buy it. So let me clarify. If you think generally I'm right, you're buying. If you think I'm way off, you're selling. Okay, and if you're like, you know, there's a key injury or something there, I'm not sure where we're at yet. That's too close to call. You're going to put a hold. But of course, what is the rule if you put a hold on something? Same as in politics. Yes, you're going to get spanked. All right, so you better have a good reason to punk out. All right, we ready? Yep. Let's begin. The NFC East, I have the Giants. Love their free agent acquisitions of Brandon Marshall as a third receiver there. I think uh, Evan Ingram, uh, one of the uh, draft picks they had, I had thought was one of the best 20 best prospects in the draft. I think he'll light it up at tight end. I've got the Giants winning that division at 10-6. and six. The Cowboys have a... Um, have a routine very similar to another team that wears blue and silver we'll talk about in a moment of being good or great one year and then falling apart the next I think you'll see a sophomore slump with Dak Prescott plus you already are starting off with the suspension in and out we don't know of Ezekiel Elliott I have them finishing second at nine and seven I think the Redskins are going to score a lot of points and give up probably more I have them at third and six at ten and tied with the Eagles I have both of those teams at six and ten on the NFC East are you buying selling or holding Aaron uh, so Giants in first place? Yes. Uh, Cowboys in second place? Yes. Selling. Selling right away. He disagrees. You think the Cowboys win that division again? Yes. All right. What do you think, Todd? I'm buying, and I think that the Giants are actually going to uh, run away with it. The Cowboys are going to fall and fall hard. See, I kind of actually think that, too. I just didn't have the guts to make that poll preseason. Plus, I looked at the Giants' schedule, and it was tougher than I thought, you know? But I have them actually beating the Cowboys twice, which, by the way... They did last year, too. Remember? That's true. They beat him twice last year. It's a good, good call. All right, NFC South. This is the division where a different team wins this thing every year. Okay? So the Falcons, remember, won this division last year. They were a big surprise. Made it all the way to the Super Bowl. Should have won. But apparently Kevin Sumlin at Texas A&M is calling the offense with a big Ouch. lead for the Falcons as well. Okay? I think they both ran the ball about as much with a 20 with a 30-point lead. All right, so in the NFC South, I think the Panthers bounce back strongly. I love the addition of Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he's a guy they're going to give the ball to 20 times, but they still have Jonathan Stewart there to do that, to run the ball between the tackles. But I think he's going to add a 
Reggie Bush in his prime kind of element. If you yep. remember when Reggie Bush went to the Saints, and that was the year they went to the Super Bowl, in that he's going to return kicks, he's going to run the ball 10 or 12 times, catch five or six passes, and on one of those plays at least, he's going to break a big play for a score or set it up, which with so many NFL games decided by eight points or less, having a playmaker like that I think really increases your margin for error. I think the Falcons will take a slight step back, finish second at 10-6. and six. I like the Buccaneers to be right there, though. They, they've been building steadily. They got respectable when they brought in um, Jameis Winston last year. They got close to a playoff. They were one game away from making the playoffs. This year, I have them with some of the additions they made at 10-6 at and six as well. And I have the Saints. I think they're largely the same team they've been the last few years. Uh, they led the NFL in total offense last year, but defensively, they were terrible. I have them at 8-8. Eight and eight. On this division, Todd, are you buying or selling? I think I'm buying. I, I think the Falcons uh, are not going to fall like they tend to have fallen uh, in the past after showing uh, sporadic. Uh, well, the Super Bowl year against the uh, the, the um, Broncos, you know, and then they went away, and this, that happened a couple other times. I, I think they are just going to be so raw about what happened against the Patriots and come back and have a really good year. That being said, uh, what you said about Carolina makes sense. I mean, they didn't totally fall off the map last year. Um, I, I think that what they suffer from is, you know, Cam just Newton is just not a good leader, but he's still an exceptional talent. So I think I think the positive Cam is going to come back. And uh, and uh, yeah, the Bucks the Bucks are the one. They are the sweetheart clearly of this year. That's the part of it. I don't think I'm buying. I just think that it's it's too good for them to to rise up and compete for that um, that title quite yet. But overall, yes. Okay. Overall, I'm buying as well. I, I do tend to think I, I buy into the Bucks sweetheart uh, type of talk. I think they are really close to uh, having a breakout season. Um, but, yeah, that'd be the only change that I'd make. In Put the end, Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. You good, you good there? Yep. Okay. In the NFC North... I have the Packers as the only team in this division with a winning record. I think they, in fact, will run away with it. Now, I don't think their roster, man, 1-53, to is that good. I just don't think this division's that good, and I think their quarterback is that good. So I have the Packers at 12-4 and running away with this division. I might even have them being undefeated in the division. If I went back and looked at the WNL. Uh, I've got the Vikings at 7-9. and nine. I think the Lions, that other blue and silver team that tends to be good. You know, the Cowboys go from great to bad the, every other year. The Lions tend to go from good to bad every other year. Uh, so they were good last year, made the playoffs, had that historic eight comeback victories in the fourth quarter. No team had ever done that in NFL history. Uh, I think they go 5-11. and 11. Uh, I think the schedule is too tough, and I think their defense is really bad. Uh, and I think the Bears are three and thirteen. Uh, they would have been in the Sam Darnold sweepstakes, but they screwed up and, and, and drafted Mitch Trubisky this year instead. So, um, yeah, it's the plight of being a Bears fan. Your thoughts on my picks in this division, Aaron? I'll start with you. Uh, what a poopy division overall. Uh, I can't. Who, who's the Vikings quarterback? Who's Sam that? Bradford. Because Sam, oh, he's still going. Teddy to Bridgewater is still yeah. not back. Yeah. Yeah, I got I to gotta buy that. I don't see anybody else. I mean, the, the Lions are the only other capable team. I think, I think that's I, – I don't know whether – I think they're the only other team capable in, in that division, capable of going over 500. And like you said, it's the pattern. So, yeah, I'll buy that overall. Agreed. Uh, no one's harder on my teams than me, and that's so Steve's analysis about the Packers is correct. Uh, it like is, I think when I say that, man 1-53 – I think the Lions aren't really much different than the Packers. 
I just think that first guy is so good that it just. I mean, let's the the let's let's give a scenario. Lions control the game against the Packers all game long, whether it's in Ford Field or Lambeau Field, and it's twenty eight to twenty four, and Aaron Rodgers gets the ball with two minutes left. We all know what's going to happen, right? We all know how the game ends, don't we? Right. It ain't ending with him getting sacked and stripped and fumbled, is it? How do we know? It's just a matter. Of, well, this one go to Reggie Cobb. Does it, it ends with to, your eyes twitching. Yeah. Does it go? Does it? Does it? You know. Uh, uh, you know. Does it go to that? To, to you know. To Jordan Hail Marys Nelson? for us are pretty much a 50-50. Yeah. yeah end, does it go to a Hail Mary to a tight end? No one's ever heard of since yeah. or before. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We know. That's that's what I mean when I say it doesn't matter. Your your roster, it, like Seattle, you play them week one. Their roster is a lot better than Green Bay's. That's why I think they're going to win. Yeah. Your because of the Aaron Rodgers factor, it's like a golf handicap. Mm-hmm. Your roster has to be a lot better, like a touchdown or more better than yeah. theirs. And the, because if it's not, he's going to beat you almost every time. And the division we're in, now, the different. It's very much like the Patriots, in that the Patriots have long been in a mediocre uh, division as well. The difference being though that the Patriots, once they get to the postseason, they can. Yes. and Aaron Rodgers. Yep. For the, I mean, it it hasn't been terrible, but we, it, but one he's got Super several. Clo- but that is where he does have close. Lo- Atlanta last year, Arizona the year before. Oh, yeah. That is where he has. That is where because why? Well, now you're up against teams who the rest of their roster yeah. might be five to seven points better than the Packers. Right. I think if I'm a Packers fan, when this is over, and I look back on this, era, I mean, when Brett Favre was in his heyday, the 49ers were also um, were great with Steve Young and Jerry Rice. The Dallas Cowboys were in the midst. He was actually just getting the Packers great when the Cowboys. Had their dominant right. teams, meaning he played in an era where the NFC was a lot better. I think when Aaron Rodgers' time is done, I think if I were a Packers fan, I'm going to look back on this and think, you know what? We should have drafted a lot better. We could have won more because we, we because we wasted – look how many close games we lost in the playoffs where, you're right, Tom Brady almost always wins those games every time. Yep. Uh, a NFC West. I think the Seahawks run away with this division. I think this is the best roster in the NFC. I even love the addition of Eddie Lacy as a poor man's Marshawn Lynch to give him a physical running element. He's dropped a bunch of weight. They're not going to ask him. They got Thomas Rawls and other guys. Not, he won't have to be the bell cow like he was for Green Bay. He's going to be like LeGarrette Blunt is now. He's the guy you bring in as a hammer to move the sticks, to punish a team in the fourth quarter, to get you into the end zone that's inside the five. That's their game. Too. That's their game, and that's what. And that's where I think he's going to be a big addition for them i have the cardinals finishing just above 500 because i just respect their coaching staff so much i can't believe they'll have two implosion years like that in a row and i've got the rams and 49ers well behind the rams improving by one game to five and 11 although i don't know that that will happen if they can't get aaron donald into into uh into the uh uh, front office because he's holding out and i think the 49ers are playing for the number one pick along with the jets and the browns in this year's draft Uh, what do you have for seattle's record 12 and 4 at least I'm buying that. Uh, Seattle is going to have a one heck of a season this year. You, you've seen Eddie Lacy play every game in his career. Do you buy my theory of Eddie Lacy? That he's oh, in a perfect situation because he won't be asked to carry the load? keep his touches down, absolutely. I mean, he's still only, what, this is his fifth year in the league, And if maybe? he does put on, he's lost like 50 pounds or something. If he does put on 10, 15, 20 more pounds, if, he doesn't, if you don't need him to run the ball 25 times a game like the Packers did, it's not as big of a deal, right? right. Absolutely. All right, what do you think, Aaron? 
You know what? I'm actually going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to sell that. I think the first two teams you have will be flipped there, and I don't think that I don't think that either. I don't think the first place team in the NFC West is going to get to 12 wins, um, whoever that is. But I, I am going to go with the Cardinals. I think that they're. I'm like you. I don't think that they're they can have two implosion years in a row. Uh, in fact, I think this year they're going to bounce back. By the way, Kurt Warner agrees with you. By the way, that was yeah. his big upset Cinderella team on I, uh, NFL Network. I've this been week. in this fantasy football league for like five years. It's a keepers league. This year, I I, I went out and I drafted David Johnson like two or three years ago, nice just play. on a hunch. Yeah, just on a hunch. That I saw worked him, out. Yeah, it worked out really well. And then this year, we decided, okay, we're not going to do keepers anymore. Oh, they took him away. They freaking took him away. This is my paid league. He's the number one fantasy player too. It's a festivist for me right now, airing of grievances. <laughs> All right, over in the AFC East, do we need to ask? It's just a matter of how many games the Patriots win this division by. I've got them. Now, their non-divisional schedule is tough. Like, they're at Pittsburgh, at Denver. Their non-divisional schedule is tough. So, I've got the Patriots at 12-4, and four, but winning this division by a full six games. Because I don't have the Bills, Dolphins, or Jets with more than six wins. I think uh, Jay Cutler coming in at quarterback. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is great, but players rally around him. Yep. Jay Cutler is not a leader of men. I think that's a disaster waiting to happen. Buffalo is essentially starting over yep. again. And we know the Jets are strip mining to get the number one pick. So it's just a matter of how many games the, the Patriots can they can they clinch this division by Thanksgiving is really the question. I'm buying that all the way. Uh, Buffalo is the only team that will pose any sort of a chance. And like you said, they're trying to they're trying to rebuild again. So it's yeah, it's gonna be nasty. Buying, except because of the overall weakness in the division, I think the Dolphins will also capitalize on that and finish better than you said. And that's possible. Just their out-of-division schedule is tough. It's tougher than I thought. Um, AFC, and here's the other thing that worries me about the Patriots. No one's calling them cheaters or anything this year. You know what I mean? They when so you here's, here's, they tend to do best the, when, the, when they're hated the most. So here's what's going to happen. I just have this weird hunch. Because as you've talked before, they, they're, they're best when they have a chip on their shoulder. I can just totally see the Chiefs coming out and winning tonight and then meeting them again, either in the divisional or the championship round, uh, the AFC championship round in the t- playoffs, if the Chiefs even go that far. And then that's, that's when the, the, the Patriots have something to play for. That's okay. AFC South. I like the Titans to be this year's Raiders, the team in the AFC that takes the next step. I have them winning this division at 11-5. and five. I have the Texans. They've been a, essentially a 500 team thereabouts the last few years. I think they're still there. Uh, I like the addition of Deshaun Watson. You guys know I'm a big Deshaun Watson guy. I do think, though, with a rookie quarterback, there'll be a couple of growing pains. They have a tough schedule, too. Is he starting? He is going to be their starting quarterback, yeah. I have the Jaguars at 6-10. and 10. Um, I think they'll be a little bit better with Leonard Fournette, although I doubt his ability to stay healthy with his running style over the course of the long haul. I have the Colts finishing last. They, they don't know when Andrew Luck is coming back. The Colts are like the Packers. Their roster, man, 1-53, to is not that good. But Andrew Luck is that good. All right, but so you take him away. What do you have? I think you have a below average subpar football team. So your, your thoughts on my thoughts on this division, Aaron? Yeah, I would agree with that. I was kind of hoping to see Deshaun Watson come out and just kill it, and it doesn't look like he's going to be the starting quarterback. 
Uh, so I think that the Titans are really the only team that would be the safe bet here uh, for for. I mean, they they they're kind of like the AFC's Buccaneers. They've kind of been poised and taking that next step for the last couple of seasons. I think they do that this year. You buying or selling or I, holding? I've got to sell eventually at least one of these. So I'm going to sell on this one. That, I, the Titans are the other team, along with the Bucks, that are as- seemingly ascending in the minds of many. I I think the the Jags uh, are going to be better, perhaps close to a uh, 500 team, and I think there might just be something in the water with the Texans uh, post um, post Harvey, just like with the Saints post Katrina, uh, really focused, really rallying around that. So I, I'm going to go with the uh, Texans winning this thing. AFC North. I think the Steelers are the clear class here. I have them winning the division at 12-4. and four. I think the Bengals, which have been a perennial playoff team, um, just they can't win when they get there. They, they suffered a lot of injuries last year. I think they come back up a little bit, finish around 500. The Ravens I have at 7-9. and nine. I just don't find their roster all that imposing to me. And then I have the Browns playing annually for the number one pick in the draft at 3-13. and 13. Your thoughts here? Are you buying or selling, Todd? I think because we've seen it before, uh, well, the Packers uh, almost went uh, undefeated with a very offense-rich uh, team and a so-so defense. Uh, I th- I think that in this division, which has often been viewed as one of the hardest-hitting ones, I think Pittsburgh has the potential to flirt with an undefeated season late in the season. I, that's a good analogy. We saw the Vikings do it. You know, Randy Moss's rookie year back in the day. But they also just picked up Joe Hayden, one of the best corners in the draft. Right. The Browns are dumping salary. He, he turned down less money to go to Pittsburgh with other places to go to Pittsburgh, which he thought was closer and gave him a better chance to win a Super Bowl. That will be a huge addition, I think, to their defense. What are your thoughts on this division, Aaron? I'm buying that. Um, it's... I, I agree with the Ravens. They're, they're just not that. I mean, Joe Flacco has paid um, a ton of money after he won that Super Bowl, and maybe he deserved it, but he certainly hasn't played uh, has played like he deserves that type of money uh, since then. I don't think that's even an argument. Uh, and the, yeah, the rest of the roster, there's just nothing out, nothing there that really stands. Yeah, name out. me the next three really good Ravens players. I don't Go. Know. I don't know. Ray Lewis doesn't even play for them anymore. Their receivers are Jeremy Macklin, who's about three oh, years past right. his prime, yeah. and Mike Wallace. Yeah. You know, okay. I mean, they're not bad, but you're, yeah. it's not like you're like, oh, yeah, you know, got to double team those guys. Yeah. You know, they're not bad. That's kind of their whole roster. It's like, well, they're not bad, but, you know, it's not that great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would buy that overall. All right. The AFC West, I, I essentially have the Raiders and Chiefs here interchangeable. Um, I like the Marshawn Lynch acquisition by the Raiders because I think he brings them that one missing element. All right, so I'm going to give a slight lean here to the Raiders by one game. You'll find, though, I have both of these teams in the playoffs. And then I have the Broncos um, at 7-9 and nine, and the weird-to-say L.A. Chargers, who I think will actually score a lot of points. I just don't know that outside of Bosa, their defense is that good, at 6-10. and 10. What do you think of this division, Todd? I think the Chiefs win it. Uh, this is a really solid division, and you know the worst team won't be very bad, and that works in the Chiefs' favor. The Chiefs would have a really hard time winning a division that required you know twelve and four and above to win it, but they can win a division like this, and I think they will. What do you think, Aaron? 
Uh, I'm actually buying your prediction because I, I, a serious analysis time, or as best as I can, the Chiefs have just had a strange offseason. It's just been... Fire your general manager right after the draft. Yeah, and uh, getting, I mean, cutting Jeremy Macklin, which is not a huge, I mean, he's been hobbled. He's he's past his prime, as you just said. But, you know, uh, Reed drafted that dude, and it, from reading between the lines, it was John Dorsey's fault that they had to cut him because of cap reasons, and so that... I think there was probably some tension. It's just a weird. And then there's Tom Bahali going off on the coaching staff on, on Twitter. Um, and then they, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I mean, we'll see where this goes. I I think the Chiefs are capable of making the playoffs. I at this point don't really expect them to. I think they will finish second in the division because you know the Broncos don't have a quarterback and the Chargers don't have a defense. But I think this is I think this is the Raiders' year. I don't think they'll win going away, but I, I think this is the year, their year to win the division. All right, my playoff picks in the wild card round. If you look at the standings, how I have it work out, I have the Giants over the Buccaneers. I have the Panthers over the Falcons, the Titans over the Texans, and because the game would be in Oakland, if my prediction is true, I would have the Raiders over the Chiefs. So you can see there, I'd actually have two divisional rivals playing in the wildcard round with the Panthers and Falcons and the Raiders and the Chiefs in the playoffs. In the divisional playoffs, I have the Seahawks giving who would advance and then what their seeding would be of the teams remaining. The Seahawks would face the Giants at home. I have Seattle winning that game. The Packers would host Carolina. I have the Packers winning that game. The Patriots would host the Titans. I have the Patriots winning that game. And the Raiders and the Steelers, that sounds like a playoff game from when we were kids, Todd. But I have the Steelers winning that game, which means the championship playoffs would be, the final four would be Green Bay at Seattle, New England, because I have Pittsburgh beating New England at home and then both finishing with the same record. So the Steelers actually have the home field advantage in this game. So I have the Seahawks and the Steelers winning their respective conferences and playing each other in Super Bowl 52. Are you buying or selling or holding on that, Aaron? And if you buy, it means you think that's a it's it, it's okay, definitely feasible. It's, it, not that you're it's your exact right, pick, right? Um, uh, it, it's if if buying means feasible, then I'll buy. What do you think, Todd? I am going to sell because while and I've heard a lot of that very same pick on uh, sports radio so far, but it, I think the Giants and the Packers have a equally solid chance of making that run to the Super Bowl. So I'm just I'm, I'm going with the field. Now, I've seen the Packers pick more often than the Seahawks, by the way. Have you? I have, yeah. I have seen Pittsburgh. You know, people are sick of picking, picking the Patriots. Yeah. So they're looking for somebody else to pick. And you have Roethlisberger, who has a playoff resume second in the AFC, second only to Tom Brady's. Um, I, I just think... It's just tough to go back to back. And, and, you know, the the Patriots have already gone back to back. Now we're asking, right? Because now we're asking them to go back to back to back. And and this does not diminish what the Patriots do, but the Patriots continue to win. I mean, that amazing comeback against Seattle when they won it. It was against that, uh, the the picks, 
the interception uh, that people complained about not being handed off to Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they win these really close games, which is a sign of how great Belichick is. But everybody's right from season just not to say, oh, dynasty, give it to them. They're going to march right through. That's that's not the team that they are. They're just that amazing team that when it's close down the stretch, wow. They, I mean, they do what most teams don't do. They can't come. Most teams just can't co- keep coming through under adversity like that over and over. You're right. And I over think again. I think the average margin of victory in Super Bowls involving Belichick and Brady oh, as a tandem is is it's regardless of who wins or loses, like five or six yeah. points. They've all kind of gone down to the wire. Even the even that one year that they kind of dominated the Eagles in that Super Bowl, the Eagles hung around. Oh, that was a football and it, game. And, and yeah. it was still a game well into the fourth quarter. You know. So, Aaron, what do you think? You buying or selling that? You said you were buying it. I am as buying. feasible. Yeah, it, as feasible. All right, so we're done. NFL picks are made. Back to more bread and circus called politics. <laughs> go go check CRTV. your email. I'll see how many people hate you for what we just did. I'm sure it'll be a lot, and I won't care. <laughs> Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.